welcome to Crimes, Creeps and Coffee. I'm Charlotte. I'm Steph. And I'm Nick. So, today I'm doing the true crime story. Steph's going to be filling in our paranormal. And Ooh. Nick, of course, is giving us our UFO weekly news. The best bit. Confirmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the story of the Little Red Riding Murders. Well, Ooh. murder. So, it's the story of Muriel Drinkwater. Good name. Yeah. It is, and I'm going to get tongue-tied over this because I just know I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> Muriel Drinkwater was born in 1933 in Carmarthen, Wales. She was the youngest of four girls, and she lived with her sisters, Mother Margaret and Father Percival. How good is that name? Percival's amazing. That's a, yeah. that's a good strong that name. That is a good dad name. <laughs> They lived at Taldu Farm in Swansea. Muriel was a smart young lady who, along with her family, attended church every Sunday. Sign of the times kind of thing. Yeah, okay. She was a member of the Nightingale Patrol of Girl Guides and planned on going to university to become a teacher. Nice. Muriel loved to sing and was nicknamed Little Nightingale. I have a picture of Muriel, so I'll post this up on social, but so you guys know. This is Muriel. Aww. She was just, she was 12. So yeah. Innocent. Yeah, really young. Okay. So on June the tw 27th, 1946, 12-year-old Muriel made her way home from school. She exited the bus at 4.30pm, singing her heart out, because, hey, little nightingale. Yeah, I can relate. On her way home, she passed Herbert Hoyles, who was making the mile walk back from her farm, where he'd been to buy some eggs, because it was the war and everything was rationed. Oh, okay. Well, so this is after the war. 1940, well, yeah, 1946, sorry, yeah, after the war. But they were still rationing, yeah. But they were still rationing for a while, and <coughs> it was easier for the, like, the farms in the local area to help each other out. Yeah. Instead of using everybody's rations up, so he went to buy some eggs. They said hello to each other because they'd seen each other in town, but both carried on their way. As you do. Muriel's mother, Margaret, saw Muriel head to the heavily wooded area, also known as Penlagar Woods. Oh, uh, called what woods? Penlagar. That's lovely. lovely <laughs> That's my good Welsh pronunciation there. <laughs> Just after 4.45pm. And even though it was damp and foggy, Margaret wasn't worried as Margaret... No, not Margaret. Muriel loved to play in the woods with her friends. Nice. And it was just like she loved to play. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a small town. It wasn't massive, so they pretty much knew each other. Yeah. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew each other's business, and yeah. everybody played with everybody. So yeah. beautiful, nice. After an hour, Margaret became irritated as Muriel hadn't arrived back home. Her mild irritation turned into anxiety and frantic panic as she could find no trace of her in the woods. Oh no! <clears throat> her calls through the woods were met with silence, and as nighttime approached, she ran down to the nearby village and fetched a policeman. Okay. That's dedication to run down to Literally, the police. Literally, she ran down it. She was frantic because uh, she's like, if Muriel isn't in those woods, where the hell is she? Yeah, as you would be. Yeah. yeah. By that evening, a group of local men, the police force and Muriel's parents scoured the woods, but the search party had no success. No way. The following day, almost every police officer in the local district was called in to help look for her. Around 10.30am, a constable by the name of David Lloyd George spotted one of Muriel's bright red gloves caught on a bush. Hmm. This began the search of the nearby undergrowth. Sadly, a couple of hours later, M hmm. little Muriel's body was found. She'd been sexually assaulted, no. shot two times in the chest, Ugh. and had beaten across the head and been beaten across the head five times with the butt of the gun. My gosh. 
So nothing, it, was, it wasn't just a flyby, it was a proper <clears throat> full-on attack. Yeah. yeah. A few days later, police combed the area and found a World War One issued Colt 45 that had been modified with a Perspex handle instead of the usual wooden one. So it was see-through? Uh, no, the Perspex back, back in like, like 1946 and that was like really dark coloured and was oh. like not as we view it today. Oh, okay. okay, okay. They also uncovered a few sweet wrappers, cigarettes and discarded bread which okay. they'd presumed was left from the culprit. Mm -hmm. The questions on the police minds were, did the attacker lay in wait? Was it one attacker or multiple? Yeah. And did Muriel know her attacker? Every man in the area became a suspect, even 13-year-old Herbert Hoyles. Really? Yeah, because he was the last person to see her. Uh, okay. Herbert was called down to the police station to be questioned and claims on that day he saw no one but Muriel on the walk back. He did state that a couple of weeks before he was stopped by an aggressive man who came out from the bushes and asked him where he was going. That's ominous. Yeah. But Herbert responded, home. And the man yeah. turned around and all, get going then. Okay, alright. Herbert was like, okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, as you would be. <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy ass man from a bush. From a bush? Yeah. Is that yeah. a Welsh thing? Because like, I was in Wales once and a man came out of a bush and asked us where we were going. <laughs> I don't think it's generally a Welsh thing. I just think <laughs> it might be a predator thing. Not Did you come across a predator in a bush? <clears throat> no, I, I don't, don't know predator you... from the like, TV show <laughs> movies. <laughs> It just, it was just, I don't know. No, yeah. he, he didn't attack us, he just... It might have. He just appeared <laughs> in the bush. Herbert stated that the man had a local accent, was dressed smartly in brown corduroy trousers and a light brown sports jacket, and that he had a thick, fluffy mm -hmm. hair, and that he was around 30 years old. Okay. The officer in charge, Chief Inspector William Chapman, reached out to the American public to help to find the gun, because the Americans were stationed in Wales during the wartime. Oh, right, okay. And because the gun that was like used to kill Muriel was an American-issued Colt, he thought maybe they can help. Yeah. But that unfortunately led to a dead end, pun intended. Oh. <laughs> Eventually, the case went cold. Even after approximately 20,000 men in the Swansea, Aberdare and Carmarthenshire areas were interviewed. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, fluid as fuck. <laughs> 3,000 mourners made up of Muriel's friends and family attended her funeral at St David's Church where her family and, and her had frequented. Yeah, so she was quite popular then, so she was she really was. well loved. This, I'll again post this up on social, but this is the photo of all her school friends at the funeral. Aww. Oh, very well dressed. Obviously. And they carrying little poses. Just because they're in Wales doesn't mean they don't dress well. That can't be Wales, there's no sheep. But yeah, so that was her friends and family. Aww, lovely. The area, again I'll post this up on social, the area, like the path that Herbert Hoyles and Muriel passed each other was this. Again, this will be up on social media. So Gosh. if you followed the road, road down, you'd lead to Tilda Farm. And then you can kind of, in the photo, you can kind of see the wooded area where yeah. Muriel's body it's was very, found. Like you couldn't see through that hedgerow really, could you? You couldn't see through the hedge. So any attacker laying in wait. Yeah, they'd have a good, find, they'd good, have spot, a good spot to, to jump down from. That wood followed back to the Tardu farm, so right. that person, the attacker, could have watched Muriel walk down that road. And followed her along. Followed her alone, waited until she, because don't forget, her mother saw her at 4.45. Yeah. So they could have waited until she got in the woods. That's the one thing that I've, I've noticed about Wales, so I've not long been to Wales. Yeah, you yeah. went on a holiday. I went to Wales. And where we were situated, I could literally follow a car miles 
in front of me and follow it down the the valleys and look at it, follow its every turning. So I can only imagine how easy it would have been for somebody as a, a predator to just follow this little girl wearing yeah. red yeah. in the middle of a bushy area. Exactly, because it's not like red's not such a vibrant <laughs> colour. Even if it's just like red gloves, you'll yeah. still spot them because it's a pinpoint that you can exactly. like, like link to. Scary. It is, very. In 2003, detectives reopened the case, hoping that they would find DNA evidence on the gun, but this was not a success, and they closed the case. <sighs> Peter Hall, a retired police sergeant with the South Wales Police, undertook some research of his own and called in psychic Diane Lazarus to help. Oh, really? Really, really. Psychic. Diane described details that had been, never been released to the public. She also suggested the now elderly killer lived in Morston, a nearby town, and came from a farming background. So she was quite specific in her... Details of oh, yeah. what she told Peter Hall. And she didn't have, there was no kind of conversation beforehand, she was just left her own devices and that, yeah, that's what Peter she Peter Hall with. went with her, didn't okay. give her any like feedback or information at the time, Okay. but was just like this... This is what I'm picking up. Okay. So what, what were the main takeaway things from that? That he was elderly and a farmer? And Obviously that he was an elderly like gentleman now, that he must have been quite young when Muriel was killed. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. So he's old now. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, because this she's was in 2003. Him. So she's not describing uh, him at the time of the murder? No, okay. no. Okay. But she roughly would have been able to give an age estimation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That he lived in a nearby town called Morston. Okay. Yeah which is quite specific because it would have quite a local accent and that he came from a farming background. But this, obviously, you've got to think Herbert Hoyle's is, com like, not confession, sorry, but his details that he gave to the police would never have been released. No. And especially around that time as well. It, they weren't so media-friendly or, or anything was there published was a, as much at that point. Yeah. So his details of what he gave to the police weren't ever released to public knowledge. So that's quite specific things to pick up on. Oh, I mean, it's how long? How long after the crime did she give this? Two thousand and three. Well, that's and the crime a long time. Things could have come out since then. She yeah. could have heard about. It. And to say the killer is now an old man is not really that yeah. surprising. That's but, well, it's not. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It, it happens. People grow old. Yeah, people it's, get old. It's not really an epiphany. <laughs> no. Even though the investigation didn't lead anywhere, find the killer. It did like lead to opening the cold case investigation up again fully. Okay, so they, they went on her what she said then, so she well, went on her words. They went on the fact that there was obviously something. Yeah. There might have been DNA evidence somewhere. Okay. But it's just in 2003, the technology might not have been there to well, find it. Surely they wouldn't reopen the case just because some lady... Well, I think there was a lot a of vision. appeals for the case to be reopened to uh, yeah, like Muriel's murder, but I think at the same time, <clears> the fact that like a retired police sergeant was like, we need to open this there is something yeah yeah nobody just dies randomly by an attack no there's got to be a killer somewhere and not to be that brutal as well yeah That's mental in 2008 detectives working on the cold case found muriel's clothes in a box in storage her blue coat underwear school uniform and gloves had all been wrapped up safe on the back of the coat a no longer visible semen stain had was circled oh. 
The forensic team successfully extracted DNA samples from this stain, but no match was ever found in the DNA database. Oh, wow, okay. That purely means that this attacker has never been picked up before. Never, be, uh, caught for a crime. Never been caught for a crime. Any crime. Oh, okay. Because your DNA gets put onto the database. As soon as you commit a crime. crime. Yeah. And get, like, not necessarily a prison sentence because you can get community hours, mm -hmm. but your DNA, like, it's convicted. Still... As soon as you get convicted of it's... a crime. No, I think even if they take you in for questioning no. and stuff, they take your nope. DNA, don't they? No. Nope. Oh, I thought they did. I they do they... take your DNA. Yeah, your fingerprints and file. Oh, okay. I know this. <laughs> I have researched this. Herbert Hoyles, who had been a suspect in Muriel's murder for 62 years, was cleared. Oh, okay. The police had him on, and like the local community had him on their suspect list. It's a case of, we think he did it, we just can't prove it. Right. But because of the DNA testing on this semen, he was cleared completely. Oh, okay. Was he still alive at that fact? He was, that was yeah. Still... Okay. He was still alive. So he, 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 he was alive to see that? Happened. Throughout all the investigations, there have been various connections to different crimes. Crimes such as the murder of Shelia, Shelia? Sheila Martin, an 11-year-old girl who was killed two weeks after Muriel. Sheila was killed in Kent and in a wooded area and strangled and sexually assaulted exactly the same mm. as Muriel. Suspicious! Unfortunately, these were the only similarities. Oh. And Sheila's case, as well, remains unsolved. Oh, no way. A few days later, after Muriel's death, a cinema manager in Bristol was shot and killed by an American 45 gun Colt. Is it Colt? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those popular handguns. Yeah. Well, at the time it would have been, especially with all the, and again, the Americans in this country. So. And again, this was mm -hmm. not connected. Literally the only thing that connected it was the gun. Okay. Well, this is a bit suspicious though, it's the same weapon. Yeah, but like Nick just said, they were very, it was very, very popular. Oh, they're common, yeah, they were standard yeah. army issue for yeah. the Americans, um, and probably the British actually. Do you know? It was an, um, no, it was specifically an American <coughs> gun. Okay. Because it was the American manufacturer of the gun, not okay. the British American, like... Well, no, Colt, Colt 45 is a Colt 45, it's made yeah, by Colt. Yeah, they were made by Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So Welsh crew, crew? No. <laughs> Welsh true crime writer Neil Milkins suggested that a very strong candidate for Muriel's murder is Harold Jones. Okay. In 1921, Harold murdered two young Welsh girls in a similar fashion to Muriel's. He was, wasn't was executed at the time as he was only 15. Oh, right, okay. But in 1946, he'd just been released back into society. Oh, okay. But in 2010, the South Wales Police and Kent Police restricted public access to Muriel's and Sheila's case files. They did this as they are currently doing cold cases on them both and they do not want the information they find to influence the public and allow the murderer to get away. In 2019, the South Wales Police did confirm that Harold Jones is not the murderer. Okay. But this case is still active and everyone apart from Muriel's great-niece has passed on. The great-niece just says... I want the murderer caught. Yeah, I suppose in that situation you just would want closure. Yeah, she goes, I just want him to, or sh her to be caught. Yeah. And that's it. Mm. So Muriel's case is still active. Okay. Even though... Still unsolved. After so many years. But people don't know whether it was the same person or whether it was um, different people or... No, they have nothing. They've just got the CNA stain. Yeah. They just know where Muriel's body was and how quickly it was. But okay. I personally would kind of be like, I want to DNA test the bread. The bread. There was. They found cigarette butts. Yeah. They found bread and they found sweet wrappers. 
But did they still have those at the time when DNS, DNA testing was... But it would have been put in, because it would have been evidence. So it would have been put into the evidence file. Bread would have been, like, gone by the time that it got around to testing it. But, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, mm. but, but cigarette butts, they yeah. don't tend not... There'd be DNA on them. <clears throat> yeah. But did you not find out that whether they'd been tested or not? Because the case is still active, mm. you can't access any of the files. Okay, well, I'm sure they must have tested those things, yeah, surely. Yeah, I'm sure. But okay. there is no nothing that in my research that I could find that states that they have, unless they're withholding that. Right. Because it might lead to towards the capture of the killer. Yeah, so, but you'd want that to happen. Yeah, no, no, I 100% want that to happen. <laughs> but from the research point is, I want to know all the details. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. That's more than anything, so. But yeah, little Muriel's case. Still open. Still open, still Aww. going. And hopefully soon, especially with all the advanced steps. In, yeah, we've come a long way since... Yeah, 1946. Since, yeah. What was, she, what was it called, the little red, she had red mittens or gloves? Because of the story of Little Red Riding Hood, like Death in the Woods by the Big Bad Wolf. Oh, right, okay. Oh, so I, it wasn't that she was wearing a red... Not a red coat, no, no but she okay. had bro- the same colour red that everybody believes Little Red Riding Hood on as her gloves. Oh, okay. Okay. But it was the whole attack of the Big Bad Wolf in the for- in the woods slash forest. That's why she got dubbed the Little Red Riding Hood murder. That's so murder. sad. Murder. There's murder. Been a murder in Burger King. <laughs> but yeah, so Wait, what's, what? it, that was bad attempt at a Scottish accent. That's the only. Well, that was Scottish. It was meant to be. Yeah, there's been a murder in Burger King. That's the that's the only Scottish accent do line. You, can that you do your Welsh? Charlotte's half Welsh. Oh yeah, I am half Welsh. Yeah. You did well with those names. I did so I do impressed. well. I did have to double check a couple of things with my dad to make sure I pronounced them right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Like Arath, slow. Um, the one that I say most most of all is uh, Mochanvach. Yes, there we go. It is don't a made-up language. Klingon. It is Klingon. It's not Klingon. <laughs> There's no way. I don't know oh, how you can... Oh, by the way, Mochanvach means dirty pig. Just to translate. I don't know how... It no, says a lot that, that that's the main phrase that you say. Towards <laughs> Nicholas, yeah. <laughs> What's that say about Nick? <laughs> I just don't understand how you can operate a, a language without vowels. It's quite easy. Like I used to be able to say, you know, the really long place. Yeah, the the little village or city that's. Well, the, it's not got... a city; it's oh, a that, village. Mm. Yeah. What did your dad say that a microwave is? Something like pinty pong. Oh, pong. Pinty pong. That's pinty, it. Pinty pong. Is it pinty pong? Pinty pong. It's basically the no- noise that a microwave makes when it, it's ready. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing. Well, you got to think that I've got my dad's Welsh, but then I've got my London, my mum's London Cockney. <laughs> so like them together. Custards and jelly, waiting for the pinty pong. <laughs> Let's watch the telly while we wait for the microwave. That's amazing. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Apple and pears up the stairs. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, God. oh yeah, cockney rhyming so, about that. Cockney rhyming slang. Mm. And I can guarantee that when my parents hear this, they're gonna literally rip me a new one. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it now. <laughs> no, that was a, a really interesting story. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's always. I guess as time goes on, especially if it's 1946, most people are going to be, if not... You say only one person involved who her family is dead. Her parents must be dead, obviously. No, no, literally everybody... Oh, everybody her, dead, but... But her, her great-niece. Oh, yeah. right, okay, so the like, the killer's probably dead by now, aren't they? I mean, yeah, possibly. I mean, if they were in their 20s and the 40s, then they'd be close to 100 now. The 30s and the 40s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But anything can happen. I mean, like, Jack the Ripper, they didn't get a name for him until, like, recently. They haven't got a name for him. Well, they they, they were they, quite... They, they, they're saying that they've got a name for him. They haven't got a name for him. What? 
I thought it was a... No, we, the, we, we watched it oh, in that, that documentary thing. that was shockingly bad. That was bad. It was just a man was in London at the yeah. same time. And that, that he was then put into a men's institute, hence why he never killed again. But there's no actual proof that he killed them. It's oh, just, okay. It was a few straws. Yeah, it a few was, similarities. No, it was straws. Was <laughs> just a little bit of hay. Oh, oh. Yeah, don't don't watch it. Yeah, awesome. But thank you. Yay, one down. So now it's Nick's turn, so give us some UFO Weekly News. Yeah. Right, UFO News. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, 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 are we talking about Area 51? Oh. Yes, we are talking about Area 51, because Yay. there's been no other real UFO news this week. I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, oh, there, there is a bit of your personal UFO news. I saw a UFO the other day. Really? And it was the moon. It was the moon. It turned out to be the moon. <laughs> I stood there for about half an hour videoing it. But it was the, the moon. moon. It was the moon. <laughs> How on earth did you get it confused? Well, because it looked very odd. The moon? Yeah, yeah, the moon the other day was in an odd shape. And a lot oh, of people commented on it. Oh, okay. But Nick happened to see it and think, Oh, oh my God, you UFO! UFO. <laughs> I was excited. Yeah, I had a nice time, half an hour by the side of the road. Where were you? <laughs> just driving home. And we Where from? From uh, driving back from Tamworth. And yeah, coming down the A5 and yeah, saw it. And it looked like a, an elongated sort of tube in the sky, but it was but it was the, the moon. moon. It was the moon. But it was clouds around the moon. Is it, oh, right. Okay. Is it me or can you guys hear the noise? Yeah, no, I could. Maybe it's Boo Bear. Maybe. Maybe it's a little black king cat. Or ghosts. One or the other. Uh, anyway, shall I carry anyway, on? Yeah, so Area 51. Do you know about Area 51 in general? Um, I I work for a company called Area 51. I don't think they quite uh, no, live up to the... Uh, no, so what, what, do you, what do you know about Area 51? What have you heard about Area 51? Not a great deal, to be honest. Um, I just know that it's where aliens are supposedly housed in the UFO and where they do like all the... Um, Experiments? <laughs> How high do you want to go? That was my I'm really sure voice. <laughs> yeah, so it's the place where people allege that for a long time they've been keeping alien spaceships. AKA where Will Smith went for yeah. Independence Day to defeat the aliens. Yeah. Boom. Pretty much. Yeah. Will Smith well, has been everywhere. Yeah, it's a secret base. It's only been on, they've only really acknowledged it in the last 10 years or so, 15 years, I think. Since, in, since Independence Since Day. Independence Day yeah. came out. Yeah, that it's, documentary, Independence yeah, the Day. The best <laughs> documentary in the world with Will Smith, like Jeff Goldblum, and Data from Star Trek. Yes. 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 And, and do your impression? I'm not doing Data. the impression. Oh, do, do, do the, please do the impression. Well, there's a guy who, who's Jeff Goldblum's boss and he you won't, have you seen Independence Day? No, I can't say what? I have. No, no I haven't. Really? Have no. you not seen Independence Day? It's like all action day and <coughs> it's actually really good. There's a, a guy who's like this sort of fat, um sort of small Man. sort of stereotypical sort of uh New York Jewish chap and he's like okay. and my impression is David That's it. That's <laughs> and my it's, it's <laughs> David though it's like David <laughs> Amazing because he's on the phone and he's like, I can't have my mum. <laughs> yeah. really I'm, not, the picture. I'm not really good at it. That's my impression. That was, that was my best impression. Yeah. Right, so uh, there's, yeah, I'm sure most people who've listened to this have already seen this floating around. 
But there's a Facebook group called Storm Area 51. They can't stop us all. And it's pretty amazing. It's started by a, a page called uh, Shit Posting because I'm in shambles. And it's got, at the time I was researching this, 1.3 people there. Said they're going to go, a million people interested. That doesn't really mean much. I mean, I always say I'm going to think events on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes and they're like, why didn't you show? I was like, oh, the cat had worms or something. Or mm-hmm. just make an excuse. I need to wash my hair. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> so I doubt 1.3 million or whatever it is, probably a lot higher by now, but they might, you know, not going to get that many people going. So uh, they want to do it on the 20th of September. And the description of the event, which is an amazing description. Reads, we'll all meet up at Area 51 <laughs> Alien Tourist Centre and coordinate our entry. If no, if we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. What's a Naruto run? Naruto? Naruto run? What's a Naruto run? It's where you put your... No, it's where you put your arms behind oh, it. It's from no. the anime. And you just run. You put your torso forward, your, your hands behind oh, you. And oh, and you hit down, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. just run at them. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, you're going to hit. Ram headbutt something. Okay. And they have a tourist centre? Yeah, Area 51. It's in, um, yeah. it's in a, I think it's called, in a town called Rachel, just outside of Area 51, a few miles outside. It's got, oh, like, right. it's got a rig, I want to go, it's got a place called Little Alien. Alien is an inn. Ah, yeah? I get it. That's yeah? cute. Apparently, well, okay, I was then. reading an article that that's fully booked. Yeah, but it is on now. The day, and as well as their local holiday in yeah a lot of places near area 51 apparently booked for that day yeah so oh. so anyway the the creator says it's a joke obviously it's a joke it's a shit posting facebook page but people are going to take it seriously and millennials will die for memes like literally <laughs> yes. our generation will do literally anything. We are, all three of us are millennials and we love memes and we'll, well the name is we love the name is i can't i can't say i know too much about memes to be honest i'm, I'm, I'm a technophobe yeah I'm, but whenever i share them with you you're like oh my god i love it i mean i appreciate it i appreciate <laughs> it i don't i don't have a whole folder on my phone saved for memes <laughs> i so, just yeah. <laughs> so that's the basic plan they're going to meet up all the supposed fake the guy again the guy who said it up says it's a joke but people are going to turn up undoubtedly and whether they Naruto run at this secret military base which is highly protected by a lot of soldiers the most interesting part about the whole story for me is the military are going to kind of have to take it seriously because it's this top secret base so there's going to be some point where there's going to be have to meet a, a meeting with like generals who are of a certain age and old people aren't very good at the internet they normally use it for like one one like one prayer kind of post yeah stuff, or... they? just like you know just rubbish <laughs> so they're going to have to have a meeting and younger people in the military are going to have to explain a Naruto run to a general what I mean uh, is what I mean is they're going to Harambe memes are linked into this so they're going to have to explain Harambe the gorilla when they Harambe the, the gorilla the shot. shot yeah what yeah no I've not heard this have you do you not hear... no I don't know All right completely off topic you don't know what Harambe is. No. It was about a little boy who fell into a, a pen, a gorilla pen. Because he was climbing in to feed the gorillas. Oh, and then they shot yes. the gorilla because yeah. the gorilla was protecting um, him. Because he uh, fell into the water, started yeah. to drown. The gorilla got him out. Yeah. And was starting to like protect him to make sure he was coming back alive. Yeah. They shot the they gorilla. Shot the okay. I heard the story. I didn't know he had a name. Yeah, Harambe. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's, there's memes about him because obviously being oh. shot and these people who were going to attempt this are probably going to be shot. So he's linked it. 
Oh, okay. There's all these memes. There's a thing about Mark Zuckerberg being an alien. <laughs> so there's memes about that. So they're going to have to have this massive briefing. Well, they spend a good day explaining all these things. All these millennial terms. And they're going to have to take it seriously because <laughs> they can't. It's like a threat. It's like an open threat, really, to, yeah. to trespass Stormer. on a military train base. And I want to be there for that meeting. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, people who, like, Louis through has gone to Area 51. Okay. And, like, the border of, like, do not cross military zone. Okay. And he's kind of put one foot over the line. Yeah. And there's already cars And there's cars that are coming to say, you're on military, you need to get out. So can you imagine what's going to happen if it's all of these people instead of one man and his camp? I mean, most of the memes and jokes about it are that everybody's going to die trying to do it and yeah. there's already been like memorial pages set up for the oh, massacre really? of Area 51 in yeah. preparation for all the people <laughs> as well die. as have you seen the jokey ones where it's all like pictures of celebrities yeah I was about the, to say actually because like all the Marvel and all the and the superheroes and, all and like that. Agent Mulder and Scully yes, like that one yeah. like we'll see you there and it's like as much as I want to believe these are real yeah. I'm like you can do that in Photoshop I would really love, like, especially Mulder and Scully, <laughs> to rock it up to Area 51 in their suits. Yeah, being with their badges. Mate, I'd be all over that. I saw, I saw something where they compared, like, all the people that are confirmed going on the Facebook page, all the people are interested, adding them up, and it actually creates the biggest army in the world. Really? <laughs> like, yeah. North Korea's got the biggest army, standing army in the world, and yeah. it's, it's more people than that. That's, That's because amazing. everybody believes that alien exists, so why not just tell us the truth? I think, I really hope, I don't think it'll happen, but I hope it happens. I think, and I, think ha- they, I don't think they could stop them. I literally, no. I if they, especially happen. if they're Naruto running. I think them. it'll happen, <laughs> but I don't think it'll be half as many people no, as it'll... are saying they're going. And I've not even half. It'll be way less. It'll be a few yeah. people. Yeah. It'll be a few people turn up. Like probably. I yeah. hope they don't Bring chicken. I hope they don't chicken shit out of it. But because I do want to see. Mm, I don't want to see a massacre, but I kind of do. How sadistic you! It's sadistic. It's just for the lols, really. The lols, full on like millennials. But the 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 military have put out a statement now that I've got here. Okay. So yeah, and they say Area Fifty One is an open training range for the U.S. Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train American forces. The U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. So basically, we'll shoot you if you come anywhere near this this thing but it's yeah it's exciting not till the 20th of september well that's the date that was originally on the yeah, event I thought page. i saw something the other day where it's moved up no okay. but so this year this yeah, year but mm. i mean i don't know whether they'll start to move the aliens out of area 51 yeah, they've, I, th- I feel like they've given them a bit too much notice. They should have done a sort of a bit of a quick thing. Just a day. Yeah, just a day. That day's advance warning. Or they could put a sheet over the alien or something. <laughs> or follow an ET or um, yeah. Scooby Doo. Yeah, dress them up as local UFO, like yeah. UFO, like your, your local grandma. Yeah, like. or like a part of the US military. Dress yeah. them up as one of them. Yeah. So I don't think we'll put any links to this. I mean, it's just on Facebook to search Storm Area Fifty One. Yeah, it's your, everywhere. I will probably come put a meme it. off about it because I did that the other day actually about Jeff Goldblum. I, I saw it and I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. But all I can think of right now is that it's totally that's where Men in Black is. They've got all of these aliens like species and they're all working for the government. <clears throat> yeah. With Will Smith helping out. <laughs> Will Smith is at the crux of this. No, Will, <laughs> Will Smith loves aliens. Yeah, but he's dead in the films. Not in Men in Black, is not. No, in Independence Day. Yeah, but not in Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't at Area 51 in Men in Black. No, but all the aliens. 
They weren't at Area 51. They were in like a yeah, secret office. They were in New office. York. Yes. With all aliens. Yes. Where are we going with this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, I kind of want it to happen, but I don't want people to get shot. I don't want to get. I don't want to get people to get shot, but at the same time, I really want to know what they've been working on. If they've been working on anything, I feel like that statement is a bit of a uh, like a really oh shit, we are working on things. So don't come, we'll shoot you. No, yeah, I think it's just a standard sort of don't come on a trespass on an American Air Force yeah. base. I'm not necessarily saying that everybody should trespass, but no, no. But people can't keep things hidden forever. No. no. It's a big secret. It's something that, like... <laughs> a secret that's not so secret. secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. No. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's it. That's it for UFO news. Like I say, there's not been many big sightings the past week. So that's that's the biggest thing, really. But that's good, though. I like yeah. it. Round of applause. Whoop, whoop. So now on to the paranormal. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice soundtrack. <laughs> that was beautiful. Really nicely yeah. done. This week I am doing a paranormal story on the ancient Ram Inn. Where is it? It's in Wot Wotton. Wotton. How you spell it? W o t t o n. Wotton. 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 Under Edge in Gloucestershire, UK. Ah, so not too so, far away from us? Yeah, it's not too far. So the ancient Ramin is believed to be the most haunted building in, in this country. So it's what it, it's supposedly one of the most haunted buildings. Is it a big building or a little building? Well, it's an inn, so it's like normal hotel size, I suppose. It's quite quaint, really. And it it's quite old as well, so it's not like... Not modern. Matter. No, 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 so no. So like no. proper old, old, old English pub. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So... The inn was built in 1145, so this was 874 years ago, and that's right because we mathed. Right. <laughs> and I double checked. Yeah, we, yeah, we mathed. You mathed? We mathed. And when I say I mathed, I used a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> the inn was originally, it was used by priests as a, as a, a keeping house for slaves and workers who helped construct the, uh, the near St. Mary Church. So. Okay. Yeah, so it was used to house uh, house slaves and workers um, who were doing the construction around the area. Okay. Was it like African slaves or just generalised criminal it. When slaves? It, when was it built? 1145. It wouldn't be African slaves, okay. I know. Oh, mm. I, I, it sounds bad, but when, my, when you say slaves... I don't, slaves, I don't think it even be slaves. Slaves, you sure slaves? Slaves, yeah, yeah. Slaves, slaves and workers. I presume it would be criminal slaves, so people who'd been not, like, not often be killed for their crime, but... Had mm. to do a convict, like community, community payback. Service, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of anything uh, called the ley lines? They're the apparent, supposed energy lines that crisscross the yeah. country, but yeah, supposed. Supposed. Yeah. So, um, the kind of spiritual activity or just strong um, activity along those uh, spiritual lines that it's quite interesting because one of the ley lines that um, run through the ancient Ram Inn also runs through Stonehenge. Oh, so it goes straight down from the Ram Inn yeah. down to Stonehenge. Oh, that's yeah. pretty weird. So they kind of feel like the uh, the ancient Ram Inn draws its energy from that ley line that obviously oh. is active around in the Stonehenge. Over the years, it's been um, it's had numerous ghost um, hunting teams from all over the world. So all over the world has come to go and see this ancient Ram Inn. Please don't say most haunted have been yes, there, have they? Yes, most oh, haunted brilliant. have been in. They've been in uh, multiple times. Oh, did they? Yes. 
and it was interesting. They got some they got some good footage. Like there was some interesting activity on Can there. Can I take episodes. a guess? Did they find a murderer? <laughs> no, I don't think they found Did a murderer. They, what? Did they find somebody who'd been murdered? No. Well, other than the one sort of popular ghost story, but we'll get onto that. Okay. Um so the the the, the some of the ghosts that have, um that are supposedly popular that are in this uh, inn have had a sticky end. Shall we say? So they, they picked They've up all been on those pretty stories. much murdered. Yeah, yeah. Or at least <laughs> yeah. some. Yeah, yeah, at least at least Apparently. one of them. Yeah. At least one of them. Well, that's better than none. <laughs> yeah. Well, they picked up on it. They yeah. picked up on it. So yeah, they had some really um, strong strong activity uh, on their video evidence. In 1930, the inn was privately bought by Maurice de Bathe. Since then, the inn has passed through numerous private owners until 1968, when the owner John Humphreys bought the house, uh, bought the inn, and um, lived there. Okay. John himself has reportedly been dragged out of bed and pulled across the floor by an evil entity, and that's what John said. Um, but John, unfortunately, passed away in 2017, and now the inn is now uh, owned by his daughter Wait, Carolyn. So he does ghost tours there and stuff, or he did do ghost tours. There was, yeah, yeah. So there. Uh, so the man who runs a company doing ghost tours about with his own premises yeah. told a story about being attacked by ghosts. Yes. So that isn't that sort of... <laughs> it's definitely hard. They dragged me out of bed. Well, that kind of thing. Of course he's going to yeah. say that. He's not going to yeah, say, no, did, I haven't seen yeah, anything. Yeah, but the thing is, Steph didn't just tell us if that happened before he ran the ghost tours or after he ran the ghost tours. Because if oh. that happened before he ran, like, ran the ghost tours, then it could have been happening and that's what kick-started him into running them. Or it could be that he started running the ghost tours and mysteriously had a ghost drag him out of bed. I think this was done sort of as he was moving in, so like as the the place was getting used to him, I suppose. As the signs for the ghost doors were going up. <laughs> I'm not sure if they completely correlate, but uh, they, he definitely he definitely shed that story. I bet you 50p. That's how certain <laughs> I am. 50 pence. <laughs> they correlate in some way. John, John, John came across as a really, really lovely person. So when I was researching this, every picture of John had a, he had a smile on his face. Like he knew a lot of people, and he was just generally loved. He was he just came across as a really, really nice. He chap. was a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the story is with this inn is five thousand years ago. The land was said to be owned by a pagan uh, was was said to be a pagan burial ground. Uh, devil worship has uh, reportedly happened in the house. Uh, the bones of children were found under the floor. The devil was has supposedly have also left um, left his mark on the place by leaving a horseshoe that was buried beneath a fireplace um, in the bishop's room, which is apparently the most haunted room in that inn. But what? horseshoe? What's so I'm satanic really about a horseshoe? Because the the Satan is a kind of like goat horsey like lower. He's like a satirical person, like yeah. a satyr basically. He's got the hooven. Like, yeah, the cloak and feet. Yeah, cloak and feet of a goat, and then a human man, like a male torso, but then he supposedly well, has a head. That's Baphomet, isn't it? Yeah, but who yeah. that's who, in essence, Satan is. Well, oh, Baphomet's an old, old um, He's an Babylonian. old god, yeah. Well, I think it's a female, actually, Baphomet. I thought it was male, but. And I'm, I'm concerned about that because from fables and tales of England that I've read, yeah. a iron horseshoe. Is a symbolisation of to ward de- like evil, like demons and spirits off. 
You'd think so. I mean, that was my first thought. But then when you sort of put it against all the the devil worship and the the the, the interesting things that has happened in this in this inn over time, yeah, I don't know whether it was originally sort of meant for I don't know evil and and people the people that inhabited it basically they they didn't really sort of come across as if they were warding away evil, more like they were spurring it on kind yeah. of thing or it might have been a case that somebody had placed it to ward off the evil and then somebody's gone hell no and mm. chucked it underneath the fireplace as if to say no yeah. or it, it could just be when they built the, yeah. the place that a yeah. horseshoe fell off or fell yeah. from somewhere and it's, yeah. it's proper old like English tale that you put a horseshoe above a doorway and yeah. it wards off evil spirits and it's weird that it was in this fireplace as well because it's a very random place to find a horseshoe yeah. so it must have well I say must have it, 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 it was a bit Strange to find it in a in a fireplace. Yeah, it's it's one of those places you don't really think to stick a horseshoe. Yeah. Well, no, again, but it it could have been yeah. there from when it was constructed. It's... Yeah. Yeah. So the stories of the ghosts who apparently inhabit this. So the um the popular stories of a ghost um occupies a specific room in a particular part of the inn, which was a witch uh, that had reportedly taken refuge in the fifteen hundreds. Although witchcraft was often the penalty for non-Christian believers, she was sort of tagged with the, the witch tagline. And um, they she hid from authority in the what is now called the witch's room. Although some people say that she was a high priestess pagan witch who performed deeds for the devil. And uh, people say when they walk into that room, into the witch's room, they feel a like a, a horrible hatred towards women, which I thought was really interesting. That's a bit strange because women, like if it's a high priestess, a pagan priestess from, again, what I've read and research and stuff, they are, let's just say they were that day's feminist instead yeah. of they hate, they didn't particularly like men more so than women unless it could have been like because she'd been shunned by yeah she everybody got... in the society so the women mainly because they were the main witch finger yeah. pointers i think she kind of got ostracized because she didn't she was a a, a non like they, so as it says uh, it was a penalty for non-christian believers so yeah. if you, it was it was their way or the highway basically yeah. But she got burnt at the stake because of that accusation of being a witch. And you can guarantee some little girls going, "Yeah, she put a curse on me." Well, yeah, absolutely, because you find put, that's what you find in most of yeah. English and I think some American yeah, witch yeah. trials, that like the Salem witch trials. That, yeah, that's exactly started the same by sort a little of thing. girl going, "Ah, she put a curse on me." Yeah, that's it exactly. So, another room that was um, it's notable in this uh, in this inn is called the Bishop's Room. This room is a low ceiling uh, room with red curtains and, and red kind of bed decor. It's very sort of ominous. The eight uh, there's eight people that have slept in that room um, as they've stayed over in an inn because it's still a working inn. Oh okay. Um, they've slept over in that room, and eight people who have slept in that room have had to be exercised because they felt like so they somebody's had to do an exorcism. Yeah. Them. They've, yeah, they've had to uh, have an exorcism performed. Um, when you walk into the room, there's a sense of oppression and unpleasant ambience. I don't want to stay there, okay? Yeah, it's it's quite a creepy room, to be fair. I don't want to be exorcised. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's had some very interesting activity, especially I, in that one room. I don't do exercise, so I definitely don't want to be exercised. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> the room is decorated with religious re relics, portraits, and a snarling fox head. Wait, what? what? Just the head? Sorry. Yeah, so kind of like a like a, a, a bust kind of taxidermy. Uh, 
kind of vibe. Sorry, Nick, what were you going to say? I don't know. Surely the decoration helps towards create the atmosphere that people are... If they're decorating it quite creepily or religiously, yeah. surely that's that's got to do yeah. more with the decor than the... I mean, the right. portraits that they have in the room, they all, they're all sort of like relating to the people that were in the, that, that were originally sort of in that inn. So uh, there's sort of old portraits of like the bishops and, and the, the religious sort of outfit that was around at the, the time of the... Church and yeah. That. But it's set dressing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it kind of adds to it. This it really is, does. If this is somebody's business and they're trying to create a, because... a spooky atmosphere, they're not going to put... Yeah. Have you ever seen those religious portraits? Because they are quite creepy, even in a religious exactly. setting. Normally, they're, they're really creepy. And like the, the the I've seen some of the pictures that are in there. Like everybody looks really stern, and they're they're not like not go lucky. Yeah, they don't they don't look like you know sort of whimsical portraits. They're very stern, very. This is a religious person of of noti like notability. Yeah, yeah. They're creepy in themselves. Exactly. I suppose it adds to it, I guess. Before working into the bishop's room, however, you have to knock three times, otherwise the spirits will just cause havoc when you walk in there. So you have to knock three times before you walk into that room, otherwise the spirits don't like it. And, and there's been reports of it just going to hey, pot. Why? Yeah. Oh, God. Nope. So you have to knock. Why three times? Did it say why three times? I couldn't find out why three times. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't find anything that was related to, as to the reason as to why, but people seem to have less of a uh, an interaction with the paranormal when they knock three times is it because the ghosts are masturbating and they want some time to <laughs> give me my private time they need a cover themselves or something i suppose it's just kind of a respect thing isn't it because like the clergy back in that time it was all very kind of uh, they were they had the power i suppose at that time so it was oh, okay. very not before you enter sort of thing okay now what about if you said cooey <laughs> or if you didn't knock, but you just went knock, knock, knock. That is a very knock. British thing to do, isn't it? it just is go knock, knock, British. instead of actually knocking. Yeah, it would be actually. Knock, knock, knock. knock. But you know what, though? Like, um, the, one of the episodes of Most Haunted, one of the um, the people that went in there, he just he did it. He he knocked the first time, and it was fine, and he had a, an interest. It was just a normal sort of sit in room, and not really a great deal yeah. happened. But then he didn't knock, and um, he had a bit of a... It, it wasn't as, a, as as crazy as it was kind of pointed out to be, but at the same time, it was a bit more active than, I suppose, when he did knock. Yeah. But I'll get to that. We'll get to okay. that. Okay. This, now, this bit I found really, really interesting. This bit. <clears throat> um, a group of paranormal investigators took an ovulus... Four, which is a machine that picks up on words the spirit is trying to communicate that is trying to communicate with you and converts the surrounding energy to um, the device's internal dictionary so it takes energy and makes it into words aka we got a, a spirit radio there's somebody got there yeah. i want to see what was it an ovulus four an ovulus four i want to see what that looks like okay bear with me one second yeah and well we'll post an image of like obviously we can post images up to... on our social media about like the ancient ram in yeah. and the rooms that you're on about specifically yeah. like the witch's room and what was the other one sorry the bishop's room yeah but obviously i'm gonna post a picture of the what is it the ovulus four i'm expecting some kind of child's walkie talkie with a sticker slapped, <laughs> slapped on the top of it four. to be honest it's got to be able to give out words so i suppose it has a display of some sort oh, so oh okay no it's actually tiny and looks like that Oh, oh, it's like an go. iPod. It's like an iPod. It's like a Chinese rip-off iPod. There you go. 
but for I... For 325 yeah, dollars. I, it's, yeah, it's basically, it's a spirit radio, but it dictates to for you. For 325. Yeah, but I really want one. For 300, <laughs> well, that's about, what, 250 that's pounds? That's why we need some dollar. Yeah. Well, we don't need dollars. I, think, pounds. I, think, yeah. we, I <laughs> think we've got better things to spend. I want. I would love a spirit radio. So when we That's start actually ghost hunting, yeah. ourselves, it would so be cool to have something like to, that. I want to, to read the product description. And there isn't just Charlotte crying in the background because she's terrified. Oh, it's no longer in production. But there's probably another one. Yeah, there's probably going to be something of the same sort of. The ovulus converts environmental readings into words, and for the first time, with real human voices. Ooh, that's oh, creepy. that's creepy. Can you, but could you imagine if you put a download on it that's Severus Snape? It's got a full t- colour touchscreen. Oh, every, every ghost needs a bit of colour in their yes. lives. And it requires four AAA batteries. <laughs> oh, rechargeable ones, Duracell. <laughs> Plug. Wait, no. Duracell sponsor us. <laughs> there no. are many other batteries. It's that available in very black or yellow. <laughs> what's that one? What's the one with the rabbit? Yeah, no, that's Duracell. That's, Duracell, that's yeah. why I like Duracell because of the rabbit. Of the I rabbit. was hoping it would say what it actually does. It converts energy into. Steph told you. Yes, no, but I want to know. I want to know technically what it does. I don't mean what they say it does. I mean what the technical sort of specifications of what what it does. Okay, has well, in. I don't think might be a subject you have to research okay, all the time. Okay, I'll have a look. <laughs> I don't think they'd specifically figured out the the but ins and outs on how to convert energy. Yeah, well, that's, that's the interesting <laughs> thing, surely. Yeah, absolutely. But this is it. This is what was interesting about what they picked up. So, um, the Obulus Four that they that they had um, converted the energy around it, and they came up with the, these words. The words were Egypt, flowers, rabbit, and bike. Now they how, sound so random, don't they? How can you put them into it? I went to Egypt. Nah. I saw a flower and a rabbit whilst on my bike. I made a sentence out of it. Yeah. But it has no context. Yeah. And you know what? They said exactly that. They they said, they brushed it off and they were like, oh, they're just random words and verbally said out loud, they're just random words. Okay. And then... Oh. And then... Oh. Dun, dun, dun. The Ovulus 4 came back with the word observe. I keep thinking of ovulation when you keep saying ovulation. It does sound quite like ovulation. It's like some kind of pregnancy aid. The other way that I've heard it being pronounced is... Obby, Obby Four. Oh, okay. I suppose. But wait, sorry. Observe. Yeah, the word observe. Okay. So they observed the room. They looked around the room, and then they started to see what it was going on about. No. So they saw a statue of an Egyptian head that was next to a bouquet of plastic flowers and a toy rabbit. Okay. Okay. Was, so was this somebody trying to prove that they were in the room as well? But then there was sort of like a bike. What? Where's this bike? You just don't have a bike randomly in the room, and they just yeah. couldn't figure out this bike. Until after, when they went to John the owner, who was alive at the time, um, and asked them, "Do you know what this bike word could mean?" And he took them to a part of the inn where, behind a curtain, was sat a motorbike that had been sat behind a curtain um, and wasn't sort of in public viewing. So they didn't know it was there. You couldn't see it was there. It was behind a curtain. So all of those four words I mean, were... the, the last one's a bit strained, isn't it? And yeah, there's a bike a somewhere strange. on the property. There's a bike. It was in the, it was in the thing. And they but... didn't say motorbike. The, guy, the ghost didn't say motorbike. But at the same no. time... If it's picking up on radio waves, how do we know, for example, that John isn't in another room on a radio going... Blah, 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 bl
But I mean, what is going on with the decor in this place? Why? Yeah, but it's so random. It's like it's just randomly decorated with like yeah. old relics of obviously the old history. Okay, fair enough. I mean, except a motorbike, because that's quite modern. <laughs> As far as I'm aware, it was an old sort of bike, so sort of like world war bike kind of vibes. I mean, the, yeah. the the skeptic in me says that those three words, flowers, rabbit, bike, are quite general. The Egypt one's quite specific, but you could probably in any building or pub, especially pubs normally have like rabbit pictures or a rabbit and flowers. Rabbit, yeah, the or... Egypt is quite specific. Yeah. It is specific, but that's the yeah. and the bike one again could be quite could either be quite. A... Specific for the type yeah. of the pub or bot like in it that it is because ha- like how were they to know that there was a bike behind a curtain? Because exactly. they could have literally walked around and gone, "There is no bike here." Yeah, and they t- when when the word bike came up, they were like, "We didn't see a bike." But then John was like, "Hold on, behind this curtain is a bike." Is that, I'm, I'm just, is that all you get for three hundred seventy-five twenty-five dollars for yeah. four I want words? One. Yeah, four words in the word of death. I want That's, one. Um, <laughs> I really do want. I mean, it works up out about eighty dollars per word, really. It does. It really does. And if you manage to go on lots of ghosts, I should definitely get your money back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, communication and all that. So that was you. You said they did that. What was you said earlier? They found some video evidence. Did you find out what that was? Yeah. So this, well, I say the video evidence. This is what I've. Uh, this is what I've looked on. Uh, so I've I've checked out the the interwebs, <laughs> and I've um, checked out these these um, ghost hunters from around the world that have um, uh, have got video evidence. So uh, one of the one of the video evidences that the most haunted team came back with was quite interesting. Although I'm sort of sceptical because they didn't really show the they sort of cut between shots, I suppose. So they didn't. The camera wasn't completely on the guy that was inf- like inflicted by this motion. So what you saw, there was multiple people in the room, and they were sort of calling out and doing their usual thing. And then uh, the the host uh, started feeling a a bit of a burn on the back. And then when they turned him round, they found out that he had the three scratches that are supposedly made by the demons uh, that roam those rooms. Um, so I googled, the, well I say I googled this, I had a I had a look to see what this specifically means and um, most people sort of say it's a, a mocking of the Trinity, which um, the Trinity is like the Father, Father the Son, Son the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit, and it's basically a great big middle finger up to the, the Holy Trinity, apparently. Can we put pictures, can we put screenshots of this up on the social media so people can have a... Of the three scratches? Yeah, just yeah. Or, or any sort of clips from the show of evidence. We can't really put clips up. No, no. sorry, screenshots. But yeah, we can yeah, put screenshots screen and yeah. screen grabs and stuff like that. But people can have a butchers and yeah. see what they think. It was quite visual. I mean, like, the scratches, it looked really raised and the, the, the spacing looked too close together for it to be a huge... I don't know. It, but it's saying that I suffer from hives. Yeah. And... When my anxiety and everything's really raised, like yeah. when I'm super stressed out, there's a couple of times that <clears throat> Nick's looked at, like, seen my back if I'm wearing a vest up and gone, Oh, have you been scratching yourself? And I'm like, No, why? And he's like, You've got claw marks down your back. Okay. And they, and you've said it that they do look like, like, Boris, like, Boo Bear, or, like, he goes, Boris is our cat. Yeah, but yeah Boris cat. is our mascot. He's a little black kitty cat. He's beautiful. Pictures to follow. But <laughs> yeah, that Boris has scratched you or. You've scratched yourself, and I'm like, no, I'm just. Well, I mean, it, it implies from the story you tell him that they suddenly appeared on the back of his head. I mean, yeah, they, it, they just appeared, but at the same time, when they videoed it, it wasn't <laughs> the video was the video camera wasn't solely on this chappy, so anything could have happened, I suppose. Yeah. 
But if you were being sceptical. I get these hives that look like scratches even yeah. if nobody's touched me. Yeah. Because I get them on my arms and that where it looks like I've been Scratched. scratching myself raw when yeah. I've not touched my skin. It's just okay. all of a sudden I'm anxious and they flare yeah. up. Okay. So, so that's a possibility. He might be anxious because he's worked himself up because yeah. of the whole spirit en energy and entity and stuff. Yeah. But it's his a formation of hives as such. Mm -hmm. But he did sort of like, in that instance, he was sort of like, he, he kind of, not rolled around, but he was sort of like making a big fuss over him, like, I feel like something is on my back. Was this Derek Akora? I'm not entirely sure, you know, I didn't quite... Uh, Derek Akora is the sort of white head, what is he, Scouse? Scouse, yeah, with a tall white hair that's normally... He had like so... a mohawk. Mo oh, no, oh, that's no, right. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, he, he kind of felt like something was on his back and, and he just felt a presence and then that scratch kind of came from that <coughs> incident, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Why if it was actually Yeah, it's a bit scary. Um, also in the bishop's room, um, other ghosts that have been seen in this room include uh, the ghosts of a cavalier um, who is seen in the corner of the room before walking through a wall. I'm um, not, sorry, I'm not going to lie. Straight away in my head I was like... Charles Cavalier, because that's a really cute puppy. <laughs> you know what they are, the ones with the really fluffy ears, the short yes. ones. But that's when you said Cavalier, that's what my brain went to. <laughs> as cute as that would be. I don't want to see him walking through a wall. But you know what? That's interesting because that kind of links back to what our friend Stu said about us yeah. the other day about the difference between a ghost and a I was spirit. Just about to bring that up. That was yeah. Even as a as somebody who doesn't believe in either, I I was interested in the definition between the two, but. Oh, hello. The ghosts are trying to contact One us. Second. So that Stu explained to us, and I don't, I don't believe in either spirits no, or you are a full skeptic or ghosts. Yeah. Well, I, I'm open to it, but yeah. I, I need more, more proof or more yeah. tangible, more scientific objective evidence. Yeah, evidence. Yeah, but the the definition he gave between ghosts and spirits, just from the definition of somebody who is a spiritual medium, was quite an interesting one that I didn't know that ghosts are more like holographic recordings and yeah. the way where spirits are active entities so that was that was yeah. something i never knew that there was yeah, a distinction a ghost, between a ghost will sort of replay the the event which kind the of moments that are favorable to them yeah whilst a spirit is the one that you can interact, interact with. with yeah they're and sort of live as it is sort of thing happening at that moment instead of watching a flashback of a memory kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and the ghost explanation really kind of um, lends itself to this cavalier um, thing because he's seen in the corner of a room before he walks through a wall. So um, the wall could be, um, it wasn't always there and he's just replaying that sort of walkthrough that he yeah. would have done in his life. Because a lot of like mediums and people who do go ghost hunting and like have put all their research and energy, like parapsychology and stuff into it, Yeah. say that You've got to think these buildings aren't necessarily what we see today isn't necessarily how it was built. Yeah, absolutely. There might have been a doorway, there might have been no wall there at all. Yeah, so these replays that these ghosts were walking through, or um, that's why you sort of see ghosts walking through walls, is because they could have been walking through a wall that wasn't necessarily there when they were alive. Or well, they're just lazy and they can't be asked to use doors. Now. Yeah, there's that because too much, it wastes too much energy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. who knows. So, um, as well as the cavalier, there's a young lady hanging from the ceiling. I don't know whether Pardon? she's absolutely hanging as in, like, hanging from a noose from the neck, or she's just hanging from the ceiling as oh. sort of just, hey! I need to, I, personally, if I see that, I don't want to see either, either one of those. No, I mean, it's something kind of on the wall is, is a bit creepy. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> 
Another ghost that's been seen is a shepherd and his dog. So yeah, there was a dog there. Oh, <laughs> Pochi. Yeah, and is the dog a happy dog? I mean, there's no there's no research or anything to say that he was evil in any way. Okay, that's there, good. There's good. no Hand leave, of the Baskervilles happening here. Leave the Poochies alone. Yeah. Um, and others that have been seen there are two monks and two nuns which have been picked up by mediums. Gnomes? Gnomes? Nuns. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what? As in fairy tale gnomes or garden yeah. gnomes? But then you were like, nope, nuns. nuns, <laughs> nuns. So that's fine. <laughs> An army of garden gnomes, that's what it is. <laughs> that's creepy in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, attack of the living gnomes. No. Oh, that'd be a good t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> So this is where the devil worship kind of comes into it, and um, this is uh, the, an explanation of that. So uh, the current owner, John, discovered a burial site under the staircase, so this is sort of like basement sort of area, where he found the skeletal remains of children. Alongside the remains were broken daggers that were believed to be the murder weapon. So these these kind of remains are supposed to, supposed to have been sacrificed children that were sacrificed for either the devil or or sort of like a, a dark energy or like yeah it was it, it they they, it, for they were sacrificed for holy means basically yeah which is it's kind of i don't know whether this is odd or sort of i don't know but they he keeps they keep the remains of these um these these children in a glass box kind of not too far away from the the burial site so I they're find that really disrespectful yeah they're displayed it's it was a bit odd because what's to say these children because back in when was it sorry eight 11.45, they did a lot of child labour, and don't forget, adults back then were children as such. Yeah, but the so, daggers, sort of, the broken daggers kind of... But they had daggers, because they didn't really use cutlery. But next to next to children's body... But let's say so he, did he call archaeologists then? No, no, he, he, no was, he, was, he was just sort of like renovating the place, and he found these sort of yeah, skeletal he, remains. Why would he not call an archaeologist? Or like archaeological forensic anthropologists who can diagnose... like look at the bones and tell you what actually happened to them instead of just speculating. Yeah. And that, and like, because dodgy. back in the day, 11.45, that people used to have a dagger on their belt so they could yeah. eat meat, eat bread, everyday life. Everybody yeah. had a dagger as such. Even yeah. the women. Yeah. Because that was your cutlery as okay. such. They didn't have knives and forks like we do. That are... Self-defence was also like a rife in that sort yeah. of day anyway. So yeah. you always had a weapon on you, you... depending on what yeah. it was. So, and these guys were labourers as well, so it was... They could have died during a collapse of the inn. Yeah. And the, you'd find the like, broken daggers, because they weren't made out of the best of materials. Yeah. So next to them on the floor, because clothing disintegrates over time. Yeah. It goes back into compost and soil. Yeah. It makes oil. It makes oil, but bones take longer. Yeah. So they would be the last thing to go. Mm-hmm. As well as height, like metals and stuff, would also be yeah, one of the yeah. last things to go. So that you would find daggers next to skeletal remains. Yeah. Can I borrow the internet again? I just want to see if there, if there was an archaeological. But Steph researched it and she said no. Oh right, it didn't. They no, did. They, as far as I could find, they didn't get any external um, anybody involved in the in the situation. Also, which is being a, not sceptic, I believe in ghosts, but looking at it from another perspective, he could have put fake bones there and that's what he they, did they like i'm not i'm no expert in sort of like uh in in archaeology or anything of that but they do look they they look like you can tell when something looks old and these these bones definitely look like they've a special been through them effects makeup artist you know yourself that you could do that yeah but you you'd, you you can't you, just make bone from bone no yeah but you can get like old like plaster and stuff and, and make it make it yourself yeah 
to create a story as such because you as a special effects artist know it is possible yeah you still you still he, these people like because you've said that they're in a glass case you're not allowed to touch them so somebody oh you can touch them. well you can't touch them but like the, so there's like a little bench next to this burial ground yeah um and these these the the display cases underneath this bench so when i was watching the most haunted episode he literally just pulled them out and was like oh my god a skeleton in a box but yeah what so you can't yeah. actually touch them so, no, you can't physically touch them. So they can look visually like human bodies. I'm fairly sure you have to yeah. alert the authorities. Yeah, if you as well, find you do. A, a but human body. they look like human bone, but mm. you can't touch them to turn out that it's not yeah. plaster of Paris. Yeah, I watch or... enough time team to know that when you find a body, <laughs> you, you have watch. to alert the. Uh, you have authority. to alert your local authorities just in case there's been a murder and that's where somebody's yeah. been dumped. So they linked these human children to sacrifice to the pagan gods. Yeah, the, the, the burial ground as well is also thought to be attributed to the relentless hauntings that this place has. Which would make sense. Yeah. yeah. But although I've, I've not really heard anything of anything where there's um, children. Oh, so there's, there's no child ghost story? I, not that I picked up. I couldn't find anything where there was specific... Because like, there was multiple children's skeletons under this, underneath this, this staircase. Yeah. And there's not been a sighting... Well, not that I found that there were sightings of... Child spectral child, beings. Yeah, yeah. Is there... Not that have been noted in, in the notable ghost research. Yeah. Um, yeah, so nice. A quick question though: Has there been any like poltergeist activity? Ah, so this is the next bit. Ah, okay. So, um, in the double bed in the bishop's room, uh, an incubus and/or succubus has been uh, has been seen or appeared on the bed. So, uh, an incubus slash succubus for the guys that don't know, um, an incubus is a male feeding from a female um, through sexual energy, and um, a succubus is the female feeding through male energy. Yeah. And I found some research that said it was an incubus or a succubus, but also some research said that there's both an incubus and a succubus habitat in that room. Okay. Um, that has appeared on the bed. Um, it depends on the sex of who the, the sleepy is. I don't know if that's the right term, but the sleepy. The sleeper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people feel their presence when they uh, go in there. They feel the pressure of them touching and hanging off of them. So that kind of collaborates with that guy who felt something hanging off of his on his back when he encountered those scratches they are thought to have come from the witchcraft or black magic rituals um as items were associated with the dark arts um including that horseshoe was said to have been placed by the devil himself um that was sat within the chimney place that was um that had been cleaned out years later so again it was in that that uh, the 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 chimney place Another thing that I found really interesting um, when I was watching the Most Haunted um, episodes was they carried a piece of equipment. What was the name of the equipment again? SLS Connect thing. Yeah. Oh, the Connect SLS camera. Yeah. So it's basically a um, a, a device that picks up sort of entities and then makes it into a visual form of like connect the dots. It basically yeah. looks like a stick man on, on screen. Picture, picture In the it. description of it is the connect SLS camera has an infrared light projector with a monochrome COMOS sensor that shows everything as dots arranged in 3D formation. These infrared dots allow the camera to show depth and detail. The software sees people by recognising joints and movement. The IR will detect the paranormal entities that will program recognises as human shapes. 
based on the body parts and joints. Video can also be recorded directly onto the camera. Yeah, I guess. So what did, what did they pick up on this? Yeah, so um, they picked one of those um, uh, sort of formations um, in the, uh, under the stairs where the burial site of these children were. Can I have a look at a picture of the camera? And this, this formation, it was basically, it just looked as somebody was sort of hanging in the corner of a room, sort of backed up. So like they had the back to the wall in the corner of the room and were sort of propping themselves up against the wall so they picked that up in the where the burial site of these children were which i thought was quite interesting i mean from the picture I, it is a microsoft xbox 360 connect sensor attached to a tablet yeah with a programming on it and yeah those cameras are notoriously shit no <laughs> right okay like but anybody who's ever played a connect game would know it doesn't it works but it, it doesn't it's really. not the most reliable and how much is it charlotte for that um that well for on web, one website i'm sure there's hundreds of prices different prices out there but on one i've just found it for 399 dollars oof so do we get the I tablet with that you, <laughs> i think you i don't think you probably do do you yeah so you probably get a connect and a stand for a tablet yeah that's definitely what the or, and maybe a software download uh, they're set up very much sounded very much like that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're not especially in low light connect sensors are rubbish um it was quite dark in there so yeah, so you do get an angel Eight-inch tablet with it, but you can upgrade for an extra. I don't know. Wait, what kind of? Oh, yeah. From an eight-inch to a ten-inch tablet. Okay, it's oh going to be some off-brand tablet, isn't it, that they've shipped in from China? I don't it's not know. going to be a I, I'm not criticising this person because obviously it's doing well for them. But yeah. Well, you should if it's if it's well, it depends on the results. But I'm yeah, just saying they they're using. But I have seen um, I, on a, technology which is is not particularly accurate. So I, I think I it's fair criticism. Another something um, that does that, like the body shape dot thing. Yeah, they use. But they use I don't. I don't remember them using a connect on it. They they use connect in a lot of things because it, it gives a quite a simple um, basic, way of yeah. yeah yeah. But I have seen that used before, and they they were only using a small like I think it was a handheld camera kind of thing for okay. it. So maybe it's a software download that you can do for something, but. The, the guys that I saw that um, on the Most Wanted episode, they definitely had something. But they had the whole kind of like laptop and projectile yeah. equipment. Well, that's, that's refreshing. They actually took some requi equipment with them. Normally yeah. they take absolute fuck all with them and just <laughs> walk around and scare the crap out of each other. No, they were definitely kitted out for this experience. Okay. Other things that happened in this inn. So the kitchen was um, worth noting. So expert dowsers. So the dowsing rod yeah. um, uh, kind of thing, which is where you sort of... They're two sort of rods. Uh, and they cross when you're yeah. supposed to... It's water dowsing, which is the most famous, isn't it? That's it. And then they cross when you sort of come across anything that's sort of what you're looking for basically yeah I've, I, can I interrupt there because I know yeah. I know a reasonable amount about dowsing go on then and um, especially studies that have been done on dowsing double blind studies so a double blind studies where neither the examiner nor the participant knows the fixed outcome yeah. of uh, the thing you tried to test okay. so in this case they put I think it was like uh, 10 water buckets and put a platform of raised uh, of, sorry on top of those, they put wooden planks. So the mm -hmm. dowser would walk across the wooden planks and only certain buckets would have water in them. So okay. there would be a certain percentage. I think it was like 30% of yeah. the buckets had water in them. The idea was the examiner doesn't know which water the buckets are in. Mm -hmm. So we can't bias the experiment. And the dowser obviously doesn't know before going in. Yeah. So they, they, and they tried to do it genuinely if they crossed the things. But they found out, on average, it's worse than 
than guessing somehow oh, the, really? Dow, the Dows tend to get when, when they did them. And, they, and there's been about three three or four studies that I've yeah. seen that replicated it. So it's nothing quite so it's, concrete evidence sort of thing. The thing is they, they tend, after the study, they they tend, the, the Dowsers tend to blame spirits being sort of having a laugh with them or something, yeah. or, or the experiment's not right or something. And it's pretty, you couldn't get a fairer experiment really. No. A, a fair double blind experiment. Yeah, but. that's it. It just seemed like a very logical way to approach it and try and uh, figure it out. <clears throat> so just when dowsing is brought up, I'm just quite quite skeptical, skeptical about it, just because I've seen it. In, yeah. It tested in a in a quite clinical way. Yeah, and it's nothing really proven. Well, the expert dowsers that went to the ancient Ramin, they uh, used dowsing rods, and they had identified that there used to be a well that was in the centre of the kitchen room. Uh, this room was especially. Uh, especially affects women visitors and um they offer to they often felt dizzy dizziness and cold spots whilst they were in that room as well um they sort of felt that this 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 well was as most wells tend to be in these sorts of stories a portal to hell dun 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 yeah uh, it, it was the what is it with satanism portals to hell in every single <laughs> one of these places I'm why satanists aren't that bad it crops up in every single story I think yeah because it's I think because everybody's like, oh, the gateway to hell is so scary, mm-hmm. which, don't get me wrong, there are some aspects of it that are yeah, totally scary, but I think because it's that ultimate fear of not knowing, yeah. and everybody being worried about going to hell when they die, that it's a good fear-mongering tactic. They've got to point their uh, energy somewhere. Yeah. Another thing that's been seen in the ancient Ram Inn is a black cat seen roaming around. It's uh, Boris! Yeah, we've got to have a black cat in this story in the Beaufort room with a mysterious glowy white mist around it. I want it. Yeah, so it's got an ominous approach. <laughs> it's not ominous, it's just cute and fluffy. With a white mist That's around why it? it's just the dust. <laughs> <laughs> I want a mist when I walk into a room. You do, it's called glitter. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. <laughs> And another more notable room is the attic, where the ghost of a highwayman has been seen up there, as the um, as that inn was uh, used as a hideaway for highwaymen in that in that area. So Please don't break out into adamant. <laughs> no, no, not actually what my brain went to, but now thanks for that, it's stuck in my head. You're welcome. But no, um, the poem "The Highwayman" was based on the ancient Ram Inn. Give over. That I can remember Give that from over. like English class. Really? Like. Like the guy that wrote it, the highwayman comes riding, riding, riding. Yeah. Is he wrote it while staying at the ancient Ram Inn? As really? far as like, as far you as sure English, as far as no, my English ca- class, I can remember. I'm being like, oh my god, ghosts and highway. Because that's yeah. like my favorite poem. That's kind of cool. Yeah, favorite poem. Yeah, it's, I do remember it. I can't remember the actual poem itself, but I remember but I reading can, about that poem. And I can remember being told like, oh, the ancient Ram Inn and stuff. Well, there you go. There were highwaymen. Yeah. And they used to hide away uh, from the authority um, in that inn. So the the inn itself was just always related to sort of like the occult, to the dark side of criminal side of things. It was always linked to that sort of thing. Sorry, where did the priest and the nun come in? You mentioned them earlier. Yeah, so the, the two monks and the nun. Um, it just says that they've been picked up by mediums. So people that have come in externally to assess the area, they've been picked up by mediums. I don't know any specific stories. But there was a lot of people that, because obviously it it housed people that were building the church, so there was a lot of religious people that was... Staying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder also is, because 
I can't remember which part of English history it is, but where monks and nuns used to have to hide because somebody was after them. Um, I'd imagine during the, the Reformation and the uh, switch over from Catholicism to Protestantism. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe they, Henry VIII would yeah, be maybe, a time Maybe they had to hide there as well, kind of thing, yeah. in that time, which is why they stayed there. <coughs> or they could just be staying there because that's where the religious yeah. outfit were. And during the Inquisition, there was a lot of yeah. Yeah. In a, inter, uh, internal persecution of, of various people who didn't. Because there's a place not too far away from us called Middleton Hall, mm-hmm. and I know they've got a secret priest room in there because they had used to have to hide them <coughs> during kind of cool. like, that time of period. I was wondering if it was the same kind of they hid there as well, or if it was just solely, like you said, because of the building of the church. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a lot of religious activity happening around in that area, but whether they were being persecuted for that, who knows. Did they, going back to the Dowsers, did they find the evidence of the well they, they said they, they detected with their rods? No, they just they just sort of identified that there used to be a well there in the centre of the room. Obviously there's a kitchen in it now, so it's, it's, it's not easily accessible, but um, that's what Dowsers have... Uh, picked up whilst they were in there. And then the last thing that was um, felt by mediums in that in, in the attic was the presence of a pre- of the previous landlady who has also been felt by mediums that have uh, visited the place as well. So um, the generations of owners of this place uh, seem to be Lingering. knocking about. Yeah. So that's the story of the ancient ramen. Yay. Are we grading this one again? Um... <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Let's... We need a new oh, hold on, hold on. Before we grade, I need to tell you the, the creepy kind of experience that I had whilst I was researching this. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So as I was researching this, now, I it could it could be a technical issue. It could be completely unrelated and not... You're just haunted? Yeah, I, I could have been freaked out as I, was, as I was researching this. There's many, many possibilities. But... As I was researching this and I was sort of looking through bits and pieces on my phone, my phone made a really weird static noise that I have never, ever heard it done before. Ever. What do you mean? It was kind of like a... Well, that's when you, it's on silent or vibrate. No, 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 no. It? no. Wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a vibrate. It didn't physically okay. move, but... And, and as well, like when I was watching videos and whatnot, I sort of got the really kind of horrible, sickly feeling that they were talking about. Again, I don't know whether this is just me hyping myself up, but those feelings were there and my phone made that weird noise and it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it, it's definitely a lot more meaty than last week's. Yes, definitely. Um, at least they... they, they I mean, have... I'm interested in the kind of equipment they use to go in and, and test it the dowsers i'm just going to disregard because I, yeah. I don't think it's uh it's credible at all There's especially a... when you consider sort of unconscious auto movements and, and things like mm-hmm. that and the quick one they would never have had a well in the kitchen I don't, oh, it depends on if it's always, yeah, a it's always a kitchen you can guess around with that but i, I don't think but it's credibility to dowsing technically being a well i mean yeah was there plumbing around in that time well romans oh yeah, yeah of course it was yeah yeah but they wouldn't if there was a roman well site there yeah it, the you could you could guess all day whether there was yeah. or there yeah. wasn't without digging up the floor but i think it's it's definitely at least they they took in some some kind of equipment as expensive mm-hmm. and chinese knockoff as it may seem <laughs> in the pictures at least they took in something so i I uh, give them a bit of credit for for doing that. It's yeah. it's it's meaty. It's a lot more meaty. It's interesting. It's um it's got a few interesting stories about it. It's it's uh, yeah. I I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't. I'm going to rate it a oh really all <laughs> yeah. the way up there. Yeah, because there's few aspects that I'm like I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to even acknowledge that exists. No. 
But I want the kitty cat. Yeah, the kitty cat sounds That's amazing. You just, you just, right, oh, and the dog. <laughs> you just spent the... I thought you were quite critical of that as we were going through it. I was trying quite to... critical, but there is, were times that my brain was like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Especially like the Incubus and Succubus thing. That mm -hmm. to me, that rape of any kind is despicable. Yeah, and yeah but these are anecdotes and anecdotes yeah, but aren't evidence. Mentally, are... like, these people felt the, uh, the pressure of these attacks. Somebody there. And if you haven't got a physical entity that you can turn around and go... <sighs> That man, that woman, that mm -hmm. whatever raped me. Yeah. But you still have the psychological effects of being raped. Mm. But That's again, gotta be terrifying. But again, anecdotes aren't but evidence. It's still gotta be terrifying. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm not saying it isn't. But it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't but prove. Regardless of how you view it, to me, that's still terrifying. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, the the accounts of people that have said that um, they have felt people. So uh, I can't remember the artist, but I'm sure you know the artist where um, they say it's um, a picture of sleep um is it, uh, sleep um, paralysis yes where there's that demon that's sort of that sitting on the chest, chest yeah and you can't move and, and you sort of that yeah. picture uh, it was it's an old painting isn't yeah, it yeah. um they sort of felt that that's that's the sort of image that they were painting yeah. as they were telling the experience of and the it, time and it might not be an incubus and succubus and no. like like steph has just said it, it could be an instance of sleep paralysis but sleep paralysis on its own is terrifying mm. and but, it leaves you haunted and terrified yeah and the thought of that if it being sleep paralysis or an incubus and succubus mm. is like fuck no and it was eight people eight separate people that stayed in that room at, yeah. at, at separate incidents they've all been exercised and they've all sort of had that same sort of yeah. experience you go there with the the anticipation of it. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's it's a business, obviously. It's a and there's lots so of signage the, around saying like "stay calm and carry on." So yeah. there's a lot of that. So you, it's. I mean, you can't go in there really with with an open mind to invest with investigation because if if you're a believer, because you, you go into a place. First of all, it's a business, and the owners of that business are going to want to hype up and make it as scary as possible, so mm -hmm. people, you know, it gets notorious and yeah. notorious even, and people want to go there and have a spooky experience. But mm -hmm. people mean, from all over the world come to. I see bet this. they do. Yeah. I bet they do, and I bet. But I still don't want to experience that. Yeah. Well, I mean... There's a lot of stories from a lot of different people about the same sort of thing. It but just, the whole thing just seems... Because you, you can't go in there objectively. You, no. you know it's... If you're a believer especially, you mm -hmm. go in to want to see something spooky. So I'm sure you'll find something yeah. spooky in there if you do. Hence why I get an oaf. Give it an oh fuck. And I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I have no idea what that guy was doing with the staircase with those dead kids. No. Or supposedly. I mean, no, that seems weird. like... It's still That seems like well. nonsense, like... It it's really weird because he's left it all open. Like the the ground is still looked like it's been dug up yesterday, but these the skeletons are not. They're literally like a couple of feet away from the actual burial site. They have like a um, like an ASDA sticker on the skeletons. Or <laughs> you got to take <laughs> off, and he bought them for Halloween. He yeah. bought them on sale. I don't or something. think they're branded. There is there was something interesting on these videos that, uh, from the paranormal kind of thing. So they have like a, a stuffed bird that's sort of hanging directly above this uh, the the burial site. And when uh, when the investigators were standing in this grave, this bird is spinning around like crazy. So that so, would be a circulation of air. 
that, it could be that absolutely could be scientifically proven. Absolutely, but it was being disturbed and stuff. Well, spinning You mean spinning round in yeah, like a really it, weird it, way? It, it was on a it was on a piece of string, so it was hanging. But it was also interesting that it was oh, the it's time hanging. It, oh, right. Yeah, okay, at the time it was sort of uh, spinning round though. That's when they picked up the uh, dot to dot stick man thing on so the. It could be a bit did they record this bird spinning round? Yes. Did. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, yeah. The bird is okay. visually spinning round. Well, that's, that's interesting to look at then. Yeah. Yeah. Because and you can find all of these videos on YouTube, guys. Have they mentioned like that bird spinning before? As like owner John, did you say sorry? Yeah, John. Has he mentioned the bird spinning before? Um, I don't know whether there's like a specific accounts of him saying the bird spin. I don't. Like, I don't trust John. I think John should be taken out of the equation as the owner of the business. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> nobody else, if nobody else has mentioned it yet, that is quite peculiar. And again, yeah. that's why I'm giving it an oh fuck because I don't want to experience any of that. No, it's all a bit creepy. I want happy ghosts, <laughs> not scary ghosts. Um, they have happy cats and dogs. Yeah, that's why I'm okay with the cat <laughs> and the dog. And maybe the shepherd mum because he's just looking after his dog. Yeah. But I and the highwayman, I just imagine just the Adamant video. Yeah, now I can't <laughs> see that, just the highwayman came riding it. We're the dandy highwayman. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a sort of quick Google above meh. Because there's, there's okay. a few things I think they're worth looking, looking at, but yeah. I don't think there's anything particularly there that stands out as being like a smoking gun or yeah. anything. But no. definitely a couple of things. A quick Google even, about, yeah. The yeah. scratch was quite interesting, but again, the, the cutting of and, the, and whatnot of that sequence was a bit interesting. Yeah. So what would you so, give it then, Steph? Me at the time, because of the whole experience and the whole going through that, mine was like a... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one below. Oh fuck. Just a shit. Yeah, it was yeah. A, a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but now you've like retold it and are away from all of the electrical hazards. Are you still at the oh shit phase, or have you gone down a little bit? I am. I'm still. I'm still at the oh shit thing because there's a lot of accounts by a lot of different people on saying the same sort of thing and the video evidence even though it's from most haunted and you're skeptical about the NUA and the the teams from around the world you can't unsee the the birds spinning round yeah. or you, you know it's, it, they looked it looked interesting it looked too real to be fair yeah. well, like i said this one this one's more meaty than the last one yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely definitely it's got more to look at I think. It was an interesting one. Yeah. That was really good though. Yeah, well Thank you. Yeah. Jazz hands. So I think that's about it for this episode. Have we had fun? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Fun. Now I might need to go home and stage my room. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we, before we go, we've got to say thank you to Emily, who's a photographer we work with recently. Um, we'll put up a link on our, our social networks. We already have. Oh, we already the, have. The photos oh, yeah. that me and Steph have posted so far, they've got a link to her Instagram on there and on our Facebook page we'll definitely put a link up to her yeah because she's taken some great photos of us for the for the social media so you guys can see what we look like so so where can you listen to us on Charlotte well we are now on iTunes just on the iTunes podcast give it crime creeps and coffee a search you can listen to us on Stitcher with that one you don't have to download you can listen on our web browser and you can find us on Castbox on the app that's on both Android and Apple and just type in the search bar crime creeps and coffee and on the social media where can you find us on Facebook you can find us at crimes creeps and coffee podcast and on twitter you can find us at ccnc podcast and on instagram you can find us at crimes underscore creeps underscore and underscore coffee boom yeah so have fun guys is there any final words Um, bye thank you you're all awesome yay we love you bye (laughs) oh oh one thing sorry sorry yeah 
we would really really appreciate if you could give us some oh, yeah. rates, reviews and stars because that pop us like a little bit higher into the search results. Yeah. And we're currently asking for listener stories, yes. uh, ghost stories or UFO stories if or you want to submit. Or true crime as or well if you know crime. a bit of true crime. Nothing yeah. from Google though, we want your personal stories. Yeah. If it's a UFO story, make sure it's not just the moon like... I did the like other night. You did the other night. That won't, that won't get read out. And if it's a ghost story, make sure it's not just random static like Steph. Well, it was creepy. That static <laughs> was, was creepy. Uh, I think that's us done, guys. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you. We love you all. See you in a week's time. See yeah. you next week. Bye. Bye.